Welcome to the Gospel Goodness Podcast. My name is Joel Ramsey, and today uh, we are speaking with Pastor George Saloom uh, around the topics of abortion, homosexuality, and Christianity. And this is going to be a two-part podcast, so make sure you listen to part one and part two. I uh, hope you enjoy. George, well, it's really good to have you here. Thank you, brother. The, the podcast, Gospel Goodness. And um, you are a pastor, you are a businessman, you are a family man. Yes, sir. Um, and so for those listening, why don't you just quickly tell us a little bit about that. Yes, well, I am um, the senior pastor of a church called The Christian Church. I like that Not name. The Christian Church. <laughs> Like some people thought, no, it's the Christ, it's the Christian Church. It's more about <laughs> it's more about centered around the word Christ, being Christ-like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as in Christian. So that and uh, have a couple of business with a business partner who's a f- mutual friend of ours, Pedzi. Pedzi Mwande. Uh, we've got a couple of businesses: uh, one in body corporate management, and the other one in insurance broking. Never thought I'd be in either of those, but about six years ago, the Lord brought them across my path, and yep, let's do it. Well, that's good to know. If anyone it's, needs insurance broking or body corporate. You well, know, look up George Saloom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thecommunityco.com.au. There's a plug. There it is. That'll <laughs> be uh, 20 cents per thousand downloads. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, sir. Married, five children. Life is busy. Five but good. children. Yes, sir. That's a lot of children. I have a, my second child Number coming two. in two weeks-ish, yes. give or take. Yep. So five is a lot more than me. Just a little more. Um, okay, and so... I think today we're going to have a, a good conversation. Yeah, this is our first interview style podcast Woo-hoo. on this channel. And uh, I thought it would be, when I was thinking about like, man, who can I reach out to in Brisbane, uh, Australia, which is where we are at the moment. I was like, who would be good to have a conversation with who I know likes to give his thoughts and has good thoughts, well thought out thoughts. Um, and I was like, George Saloon. <laughs> so George was my young adults pastor years ago. Years We've known ago. each other for what, 20 years? 20 years about. That's a long time. Yeah. That is a long time. That is a long time. Makes me feel a bit old. Must make you feel a bit older. Oh, yeah. Look at the grey beard. You know, it's <laughs> salt and pepper. It's That's wisdom. Right. It is. Hopefully. Yeah. And uh, and, I, and I I like you, George, um, because I think you do have a strong conviction on things. I, I know we've had, you know, together in our life, we've had moments where you've like helped me and my friends and yeah. my family significantly. We've had moments where we've had big bullhead yes. clashes yeah. and all sorts of good things. So Both I think, have been awesome. Yeah. And I think we'll be able to have some good chats around you know some topics um and obviously this podcast is a is a christian podcast it's about the gospel it's about god's kingdom point of view yes on topics there is a lot of political ideas out there there's a lot of just ideas in general Mm -hmm. Uh, but really the heart and i know your heart is like what does god have to say about these things and um not everything's straightforward we're well aware of that absolutely um but i reckon we just jump into it and just um get going Recently, I put up a post on social media mm-hmm. that became quite controversial quite yeah. quickly. Yeah, not with everybody, but with a lot of people. Um, and it. Oh, let me just read you what I posted. Yeah, and then I think let's just dissect it and just have a conversation around it and see where we go. Great. I, I know you like to uh, have have good thoughts on a lot of these subjects, which I think will be really helpful for yes. us. This is what I posted. I said things that should not be controversial for a Christian. Number one, abortion on any level is wrong. Number two, homosexuality is sin. Number three, there are only two genders. Number four, child trafficking is wrong. I then continued to write, how we love, reach, and help people is sensitive and complex, but the theology of it is simple. And then I wrote in the next section, 
I can't sit back and watch a generation be discipled by social media any longer. We are here to bring light into darkness. Reaching broken people is never straightforward, but the truth is, and it's the truth that sets people free. I'm thankful for the grace of God that has changed me, and I know he can turn even the hardest of hearts. And then I wrote, please keep the comment section civil. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it was interesting for me because obviously from what I do, I, I'm a traveling speaker. I worked within the Christian community yeah. uh, most of my adult life. And people that follow me are generally going to be Christians. I'm aware there'll be some people who don't believe in Jesus, who are my friends, who I'm connected with. And, and I guess some of the controversy uh, around this post was, well, how are other people going to think when they read this who aren't Christians? Gotcha. Um, and, and, and I'm aware that obviously, you know, the gospel in itself is mildly offensive is that we're sinful people and we're in need of a savior. Yeah. That's kind of just, that's the gospel. That's why Jesus yes. came to save people from their sin. Yes. Um, and so obviously that in itself, but then there were other Christians who are on the posts commenting and sharing their thoughts, uh, I guess upset that why would we approach um, this topic like this on a public platform. Gotcha. Um, why would we put hate speech out there? Um, why are we condemning people? And then there were Christians who were extremely, uh, they, they, they thought, well, what I said was actually undoctrinal. They, mm -hmm. they don't believe the Bible Says would agree things. with these, these comments. Yeah. And so I thought, you know, why don't we chat about this and, and yeah. see what, you, what, what your thoughts are. Um, again, me coming from the position of I've got a Christian audience and, and I think um, some people need to understand more of the truth um, of yep. the Bible. I mean, I put yep. up a post the other day that said if, if we as Christian leaders don't teach our people about politics and understanding who to vote, I mean, so how to vote and yes. how to understand that stuff, I'm like, social media is going to teach them Absolutely. whether we like it or not. Yep. And yep. so we need to weigh in on that conversation. It's yes. kind of the heart of where this came from. Gotcha. Um, okay. And so, yeah, I, I don't know if you have any initial well, comments. Let me, or let, let me say that I think our discussion would be best served if we're not trying to defend the post. Sure. So, right. So I understand you did the post and it was reposted by other people. Um, and so I think it would be futile and not the purpose of this podcast if we're not trying, if we're not here to defend or attack the post. Great. But to actually look at the content and look at that, right? Um, and so I, I think let's just go from the top and work our way down that list top the top <laughs> down the top down i think the first one was abortion abortion on any level is wrong yeah yeah so let's look at that i mean um you know as as disciples of jesus the word the bible is is our uh, parameters they're, they're the way that we can look at that and say okay look we need to come to some form of agreement that this is what the lord has put down for us to be able to live our lives by to see what's right and wrong because in reality, uh, you know, I spoke a message a few weeks ago about the rich young ruler, and he comes to Jesus and he says to him, you know, he, he, as a, as one of the one of the stories in in the New Testament, he says to him, um, "Good teacher, how do I find eternal life?" And Jesus's first response is, "Why do you call me good? There is only one good, which is the Father." Now, what's Jesus saying? Not that he's not good. What he's saying is that the Father is the standard of goodness. Sure. So, so you might be good. You might, young man. What you think is good may not be good, right? Only the Father is the standard of goodness. Therefore, if he's the standard of goodness, then when we go beyond that and we say, well, this is good and that's evil and this is good and that's wrong and this is right, and it, without outside of God, then we are now doing what, what the fall, what sin causes us to do, which is to reason in our own, 
in our own mentality. Sure. Okay, which is what, which is how the whole problem started. We reasoned, oh look, this 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 fruit in the garden is good for sight. It looks great to eat, and it's going to make me like God. Mm. And so I took it. So that's what reason does. Now it doesn't mean we don't use reason. It just means it has to be within the parameters of what the standard is, which is the Lord. And in this case, it's the Bible. So sure. when it comes to abortion, uh, the belief is that um, that life starts pre-birth. Yes. Right? So life starts pre-birth. Um, life starts, some people believe, at the moment of conception. Other people believe it's at the moment of embedment where the, the cell and the egg are embedded in the, in the uterus, if I could be technical. Yep. Um, and therefore, that's when life starts, right? Multiplication starts. And um, e- Either way, that's a lot sooner than birth. <laughs> right. right. Seemingly um, at least nine months earlier. Exactly. And so, so if, if that's where life starts, is, which, is where, which is what generally the Christian worldview is, sure. um, both from the fact that looking at the word, the Lord breathed into a mother's matrix. I knew you while you were in your mother's matrix. Yeah. I sewed you together while you were in the womb, he says, right, uh, in the Old Testament. And so, so that's, where, that's where that belief system comes from, that he made us. He was there from the moment that, at, right at the early stage. Yeah. Therefore, if life starts there, and therefore also all the way through to when life ends, which is whether it's a disaster, whether it's a illness, whether it's just old age, whatever it is, that causes that to happen, a tragedy, that therefore life is holy and sacred and, and, and the sanctity of life is precious at every moment in between the start to the finish. Mm-hmm. So therefore, abortion is the ending of that life too early sure. or, for, or, or man-made, okay? which is the same argument for euthanasia on right. the other end of the spectrum. It's the same argument. So why, why do you think, um, again, a lot of what I do is like, I understand people who aren't Christians mm-hmm. won't see eye to eye to us Absolutely on agree. so many things. Yep. Like I'm yep. well aware. We're not, I think trying to make a non-believer live according to the Bible is strange because they don't believe the Bible yes. is the word of God. Yes. Christians do. If you yes. claim to be a Christian, you yep. believe the Bible is the word. Yes. So why do you think there are Christians mm-hmm. out there, followers of Jesus, who would argue with this point that abortion is wrong yeah look i i think um like most of these points that we're going to talk about today i think there is it generally comes from a a heart of compassion or empathy i think generally i'm not talking about the outlying christians who want to argue about everything right but generally the majority are there's a compassionate reason an empathetic reason someone's gone through a horrible situation uh you know which we'll talk about and therefore, now what do you say about this outlying 1% example, i.e., yeah. someone is raped, yeah. get pregnant. Someone, there was an incest, there was, and the other, the third of the, of the lot, of the trio, is there's a medical reason. The, the mother is in danger yes. of dying. Uh, therefore, we need to terminate the pregnancy. Yeah. Um, as, as you and I mentioned earlier before the, the show started, what, less than 1% of cases. Sure. Uh, are those three? Sure. So, if Christians could find common ground mm-hmm. on ninety nine percent, yep, then I feel like it would be like, yeah, well, let's discuss those that that horrific, 1%. yeah, difficult situations. Well, like like Ben Shapiro says, who's a who's a a, a commentator in America, 
uh, incredible. He's a lawyer by trade, but he's he's become a, a political commentator, and he's a, he's a, a practicing Jew. Sure, um, but understands the Ju- the Judeo Christian worldview very very well, uh, and believes and and rightly so that the Western world was built on the Judeo Christian worldview, and so therefore therefore he says, well, okay, if I give you whenever he's he's because he goes to college campuses. If I give you that, okay, abortion is fine in those 1% of cases, will you agree with me that it's not fine in the 99% of cases of convenience? And almost 100% of the times that I've seen, and I've seen hundreds of hours of his stuff, no, I don't agree with you. So really, you're not, the commentator is that's not just a, That's often just a tool people are trying to yes. use to argue the 100%. Yes, to make us feel like, yeah. well, how, how do you not care about these people? Yes. But we do care about those people. And, and yeah, let, let's look at these situations. Now, I don't think there's any well-intentioned Christian who would look at a, at a life and death situation of a mother sure, to say, oh, you know what, that was wrong that you terminated that pregnancy. Now, they actually call that something else other than abortion. Right. Right. And so, so you have to terminate the pregnancy for life and death situation uh, uh agreed to by two medical doctors who, who are in that moment going if we don't do something here if we can't deliver the child and the mother the mother's going to pass away the, 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 her low blood pressure everything's shutting down no i don't think there's any well-intentioned um christian that will go and say well that was wrong sure you know it's there, there's grounds of compassion and understanding there. As a matter of fact there'd be more compassion towards the mother going you've just lost a child how can we help how can we help you mm. right um when it comes to rape and incest I, I understand the compassionate side of that. Sure. Because they're horrific situations. Uh, as Ben Shapiro says again, um, let's lock up all of the people who rape and throw away the key. This is his mentality. Let, let's sure. get all those who, who, you know, if they can't be rehabilitated, um, let, let's sort this out. But that's a different issue to this child whose fault it was not. Sure. That baby in the womb. That baby in the womb, who is a human life, an unborn child, uh, let's, let's not take our wrath or our decision-making out on that child because the person's paternal father has caused this to occur. Um, so therefore, uh, the, the mother doesn't want the child because of the reasons of how she got impregnated. We, we, again, we understand. So what we should be doing as a society is investing more into how do we support you, mum, who doesn't want to be a mum? How do we support you to, to carry the child to nine months and then get it adopted? Sure. Because if there's anything I hear about from any adoption, people who are in the adoption world is, it is so difficult to get to get it to adopt the baby from our own nation. And expensive, eh? And expensive. Mm. Like in in Queensland, um, we we have a, a a child advocate in our church who's who's just militant, you know, because she's in the foster care system. There were there were meant to be three adoptions in Queensland. I think there were there were three adoptions in Queensland in the last several years, and all of them were horrifically expensive and difficult sure. and you think what there are there are nine thousand kids or nine or ten thousand kids uh from her last statistics that are in foster care that they can't get foster parents for mm. that they will not also let allow to be adopted because they have this whole scenario that they need to be with their natural parents mm. when their natural parents are not fit fit to look after these children and never will be because of their circumstance sure and so let's look as a society at making that easier making that better, spending more money on that and supporting the person to birth and then make the adoption process easier. Yeah, That is one way as Christians we can advocate for and push for and make that better rather than just say, we don't want abortion in all cases. No, sure. Right? So there's a difference between what I stand against and what I stand for. Sure. 
And so if we can do if we can do more to help society, then that's part of us that's part of society looking at Christianity and going, oh, oh actually you want to come up with solutions for this, not just not just you you are wrong. And so yeah, so I, I think the one percent yeah. Do you, I mean I, I'm not I, I'm someone who speaks up big on things. I, I yeah. often say a lot of things that seemingly quite controversial. Right. Um <laughs> And I'm not like pro people go stand outside abortion clinics with gotcha. banners saying, you're going to hell, why are you murdering that baby? Yeah. Um, but I do think there needs to be you know, Christian leaders teaching young people yes. ab- about this, about so, this. That they, so that they're aware that there's a, yeah, there's a 99% that we as Christians think is absolutely wrong. It's yep. self-preservation yes. um, for whatever reason they want to do that. Yep. There's a 1% that is a difficult conversation. Yes. And there are ways that we can go about helping do that. Agreed. But I think, which is probably going to be my theme for the rest of our conversation, is mm-hmm. in fear of offending, Yes, we've left a generation we of believers say. who are uneducated. Yeah, agreed. And and that's, I feel like, is a danger because, you know, we get I get Christian young girls who will uh, message us if we ever talk about abortion and they'll say, oh, but it's not a baby, it's a clump of cells. Yes. Which is the, the liberal, worldly point of view yes. of a lot of people. but. Yep. Christians are saying the same thing. Yeah, and that's the, the this is this is this is the issue of what they're being taught in schools and universities. So what what we've done over the last forty years in our in our Western society is the conservative worldview has taken a back seat and allowed the progressive worldview to take over our educational systems, media, education, everything, entertainment. And so what's happened is our kids grow up, and I've got five of them. One's in university. The other one's about to leave home, Michael, right? Uh, okay. I, I know. Uh, Eamon and India are still in um, school, so they're in high school. And so I'm, I'm getting all perspectives from what they're being taught at school and what they're being taught at uni. Uh, and when you have a design student in their first lecture, the first lecture in a design class, the lecturer is trying to hammer um, the patriarchy and feminism and gender studies and think, well, what has that got to do with design? Mm. You realise that it's impregnated in everything. It's saturated in everywhere. So therefore, the kids walk out, even Christian kids, and because there's been no apologetic um, teaching for them coming up through um, through teenage years, uh, many churches are too afraid of doing that. Um, a couple of years ago, we had three particular nights called The Forum, and they were literally these topics. Abortion was one night. The, uh, feminism and the patriarchy was the second night. And the third night was um, gender, wow. um, gender and sex. And so, you know, we had several hundred people there and they were, the, the Q&A, the, the hallmark of it was a Q&A after the presentation. Sure. Uh, so it was just like a seminar-based Q&A and there were some hot questions coming through, big, you know, and, and rightly so. Yeah. The beauty about doing it live is you, ha- you are forced, if you have any compassion and, and try to be like Jesus, you are forced to deal with the person individually. Sure. It's easy to do it. On your, you know, uh, to a crowd where no one's talking to you. But the moment someone's there, uh, the way I do it is this: if I'm talking to someone about abortion, like right now, my mind frame is as I'm talking about abortion, I I pretend as if I'm talking to a, pos- a person who's about to take one, sure, or has just had one, because I've been in both those situations. Mm. I've sat with someone who was about to do it, and then someone who did do it and and dealt with the after effect. And so I understand both sides of what's happening, the brokenness on both sides, you know, the arguments on both sides. Uh, but that doesn't change the biblical truth of what we're saying. Yeah. So, so yeah, so you're right. I think, I think the reason why they think it's a clump of cells is because they've been taught that 
and that has spoken louder to them. And there's been no research. There's been no thought. Oh, my professors told me this at uni, so it must be true. Mm. I'm hearing it in media, which is reinforced by the media, by entertainment, by sitcoms that I'm watching. Um, people laugh at others. So you listen to any radio station, uh, any, any people laugh at, <laughs> you believe that? <laughs> and, and so someone in the car listening to that thinks, oh, I believe that. You're laughing at them. Oh, maybe I'm not right. And so if there's no background to that, um, there, is no, there is no internal fight that happens. Yeah. So that's what I've had to do, Joel, over the last 10 years is with my kids. Yeah, I, I love that point of view too. So when you are discussing it, discuss it as if like someone in front of you was having those challenges. Yes. And I get like, I think we'll, we'll, we might move on from this Absolutely. topic, but yeah. I, I think that's going to be one of the keys to this conversation for me is universities are speaking publicly about mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. They are open on their stance about things. Yes. But there are many Christians who who think that Christians should never speak about it. Absolutely agree. In yeah. any public that forum. Agree there. And, yeah. and Shut I, up, don't say anything. Well, I just feel like it's, a, you know, I was talking to my dad, like it's forced this mute spirit, spirit on us where we can't share our thoughts yes. in fear of offending Yes, while there's a whole the whole world that's out there openly sharing their views. Yes. And, and, I'm, and I'm, loudly. I'm, and I'm worried for the future generations. Yeah, you, you, you give 10 more years of this and we're going to be in a world of hurt. And what I mean by that is, if we don't do something now as as Christian leaders, as Christians, uh, in 10 years, it's not going to get better. So now add to the fact that we have this white privilege. If you're a white male, you need to be the last person to talk. Sure. Right? So, so shut your mouth. Your white privilege is causing all of these issues for everyone else. And so now you add, oh, okay, well, the majority of Christians in Australia are white, <laughs> right? Yes. Uh, and the majority of Christians, you know, a good chunk of them are male. So that leaves a massive amount of people who are now being disregarded from the conversation. Uh, so you add that to the topic. That makes it, that makes it even more important that there needs, to be, there needs to be something spoken of. However, as you said, the hallmark is I need to be, as if I'm sitting in an office or around a coffee table with someone who's going through these situations. And that's where the compassion comes from. Yeah. But and, and just yeah. so everybody knows, George is not a white male. George no, I'm not. is an Arab male. I am an Arab. That's and, right. Uh, so it gives me a bit of leeway. <laughs> yeah. Maybe <laughs> if I said that right now, there might be a bit of, because I'm very white. I'm like, <laughs> as, I'm convict. Like my ancestors came over. Came in on one of the boats. On a boat <laughs> in a prison yeah. cell. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's, let's move on to the yes, next sir. topic. Yeah. The, the next um, one on the list mm -hmm. is potentially one of the more controversial. I might even right. link these two together. Sure. Um, it was that homosexuality is sin. Right. And there are only two genders. Gotcha. Well, that was part one of our conversation with Pastor George Saloom. And uh, make sure you check out part two where we will continue our conversation around uh, homosexuality and Christianity. Uh, if you liked this video, make sure you share it. Press uh, the like button. Give us a rating. And uh, we appreciate it.